The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. It is Wednesday, May the 20th. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host and excited to break down a top 100 list of players. First reminder, subscribe, rate, and review. If you got a problem with this top 100 list, um, and you can see the whole thing. Pete Prisco put it together on CBSSports.com. Make sure to check it out. The uh, link will probably be in the description as well because we like to push traffic to our pal Pete. Um, download, subscribe, rate, and review. You can leave a complaint in the reviews. Uh, also, go ahead and uh, tell a friend. You, know, you got a friend who doesn't have anything going on during quarantine. They want a daily NFL podcast. Tell them about the show. Word of mouth is always great. Uh, let's talk some top 100 players, the official top 100 players. The one from the NFL doesn't count, but this one, Pete, it does. Oh, this one counts because I do it. <laughs> you, you know been, what? I've been, been doing, doing this it for a long time. I was the original. I was one of the originals doing it. I did top 50. What, what, year, what year do you think you started doing the top players? Probably the year I started. It's 20 years ago. Jeez. Because I know we were – um like I mentioned on the podcast, I went. I heard you when you when you uh, revealed my list early, uh, unbeknownst to me. <laughs> Brinson took th- Brinson took things into his own hands, but that's okay. All right, all right. Uh, let's, I scolded let's, him already on this. <laughs> he got let's scolded. dive into this. There's a, there's a substantial interest at the CBS Sports offices about what went on. There's a, a small, loyal uh, group of rebel uh, rebels who have banded with you, Pete. Um, I'm not going to name their names, but they're, uh, that's, they're, they're not going to win this war. Let's put it this way. Uh, they think that I am purposely undermining your list in an no. effort to steal traffic from my podcast. That's not what I thought you did. What I, do you I, think I did? I thought you were being lazy and you needed <laughs> content for your Monday podcast or Tuesday podcast. And so you took my list, which was sent to you somehow, because I didn't send it to you. <laughs> and you got Brian McFadden on to pick my list apart, which is fine. I'm okay with people picking my list apart. Um, but you did not tell me until midstream <laughs> on the text chain yesterday where you said, oh, BMAC is picking your list apart. And I said to you, why do you have the list? 
And how do you, you're not revealing the list and you danced and dodged like he was somebody fighting Mike Tyson. You didn't want to get in. <laughs> I was mid podcasting and sent that. And I was like, why did I send that? Now I'm going to answer all these texts. Like I can't just like drive by and drop that one in. You it know? was a drive by. You, you lost a grenade without telling me. That was foolish. Uh, BMAC was lamenting your lack of Ben Roethlisberger and Minka Fitzpatrick on the list. Those were his big, uh, qualms and Kenny. Galladay. Okay, was- I had a Ben Roethlisberger was tough for me. Yeah, because oh well, well, and so let's. But I think Ben's a good example because so kind of get into the criteria of how you do this list because it's, it's looking AJ ahead, Green. Looking, AJ Green's on yeah, there, but yeah. Big Ben's not. Except well, also AJ Green didn't have a shoulder injury, and he's not a quarterback who throws the football. It's a big True. difference, and, and that's why I had a problem with Ben Roethlisberger. I want to look if Ben Roethlisberger is the same Ben Roethlisberger, he's definitely a top one hundred player. We don't know if he is. I mean, he just shaved his beard because he could throw the football for the first time. That's, that's so a- that's concerning to me. Minka Fitzpatrick, I love Minka Fitzpatrick. He's one of my favorite guys in the league. I just came down when I got down to the bottom of the top 100. Was he better than Jimmy Ward? In my estimation, he is not. Okay. Uh, right now, he's not. That doesn't mean he might not be, but right now, he is not. Jimmy Ward played great for the 49ers last year, so I put Jimmy Ward on there. Ahead of him. And I could have made a case for Buddha Baker, who I didn't put on the list. I could have made a case for some other safeties as well. Uh, so that's right, why so, those two were there. So Hank Holiday was a tough one for me. Sure. Because I had him on at one point and took him off. There were a couple guys that are on that just this list that were on and they got taken off. How, like, how do I go Cooper Cup or Kenny Galladay? I mean, Cup had a – he felt like he had a down year or the Rams had a down year, but he Look had a good 94 stat. catches last year. I know, year. I know. And like 10 touchdowns. I mean, so Gallag- how do you – Right. Galladay's a good player, but how do you, which one go? And, and Jamie Eisenberg, who we work with is all over me for DJ Chark. DJ Chark had more catches than, than those guys. When you look at, he had 73 catches from a stiff. Yeah. Um, Minshew? Nick Falls. Nick Falls? Oh, (laughs) Falls is a stiff. Uh, Carson Wentz didn't make the list either. If you want to go ahead and take a fire. You know what? That was another one I had a tough time with. Again, he was on the bottom and I forgot to put him back in the just missed and moved him out he's close. And and I think if he's healthy all the way, he'll be on the list. That's part of the problem is I had a tough time with a guy. I'll give you guys that a tough time with. You mentioned A.J. Green, but A.J. Green's coming off a foot injury. He should be 100%. Also, A.J. Green could have played last year right. pretty clearly and like, right. didn't because he wasn't going to get hurt. So here's the other one, J.J. Watt, because mm-hmm. he missed time. He's missed time a bunch the last couple seasons. And yet if he's healthy for the entire season, I still think he'd be a dominant player. So he was a tough one for me as well. All right. So how much of it is there? I mean, there's probably not a hard percentage here. I think you're just, I mean, like, like, like 2019 versus projecting to 2020. Cause it's, it's, it's supposed to be a snapshot of right now, right? Like when you're like, if you were, if you were not like if you're doing a draft, but like, you know, you're trying to rank the players top 100 based on where they are right now, but with a little bit of projection, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. That's exactly what it is. It's see. And I think there's a lot of young guys that will be on this list that, if I projected him and I put him on the list, people would think I was crazy. But like I, one of those guys I think is, is I put on the list was Josh Allen from Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows Nick Bosa, who's low on the lower than this list probably than most people think he will be Nick Bosa, but he'll be higher. I think Nick Bosa will be higher on the list next year. Uh, two, two, all right. So two good examples from this just missed, uh, portion of the thing. 
Jeffrey Simmons and Devin White. Like, I think if you had, if you had included those guys, people were like, "What are you talking about?" Like, and I really, yeah, and I really wanted to put Jeffrey Simmons on the list. He's a he's a beast. Oh, he by the end, if he's healthy all next year, and he played, he came back and played at the end of last year. If he's healthy all 2020, he will be on this list next year, and he will be in the 50s next year if he's healthy. Mm. I mean, he was fantastic down the stretch for that defense. Uh, so, so it's a bit of it's a bit of like. What they, like, cause you want to reward guys for what they did in 2019. Right. You can't just discount what they did. I mean, if we were just discounting what people did in 2019, Lamar Jackson would be discounted, but he was the MVP. Well, like, I think like Derrick Henry's a good example. Like you probably don't see Derrick Henry as like a top 100 guy next year, depending on what happens with like his health and his performance. Right. But, like he was so dominant that you have to have him he on. He has to be on there and, and, and on into the playoffs. He was dominant. So he sure. has to be on there. You know, some people will say, well, why isn't Ryan Tannio on there? I don't think he's a top 100 player. Yeah. Like, or Juju Smith Schuster's tough too. He was hurt. He didn't have Ben. Didn't have Ben. He had that stiff Mason Rudolph throwing to him. And, they, you know, come on. He had bad quarterbacks. That other guy, the Duck Hodges, couldn't throw the football from me to you. <laughs> uh, you know, so no, I, I just, I just think it was tough with some of the injured guys. That's, and, and you have to keep them on there. All right. Let's, uh, let's run through the top 10 really quick. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, number one. That is an easy, no brainer. Aaron Donald, two, perfectly fine with it. Russell Wilson, I think 20, it's like 20, it's like 43, 25, 28, 28, 23, three for Russell Wilson on this. Well, I think Russell Wilson played out, uh, unbelievable football last year. And as I wrote in the blurb there, God only knows what he could do if they allowed him to do it. Can you imagine him in an Andy Reid scheme? No. Yeah, he'd be incredible. And it it infuriates me to watch them play football because they don't have that dominant defense that they had back in the day when they could run the ball and protect them a little bit. And now's not the time to protect them. Let him go. He's got good receivers. Play fast. Play up-tempo. His numbers would be outrageous. If you look at his numbers on the surface, they're not that great, but he played above the numbers, I thought. Yeah, I mean, he dragged that team to to the playoffs. Uh, Chris uh, Michael Thomas four, no problem with that. Christian McCaffrey five. Surprising that a running back is that high, but McCaffrey. It, it pains me to put a running back in that high. Believe me, but that kid. Yeah, these running backs have burned you too, because you've like rewarded Gurley, Todd Gurley, and Le'Veon Bell. Before, like you know, like had him like Bell like fortieth last year for missing. You know what I'm saying? Like, like right. you don't like the running backs, and you, no. you put them on there because it's you know it's a comprehensive list, and they end up burning your ass. Don't yeah, they? but McCaffrey won't though. Okay. Because he's going to catch in that offense with Joe Brady calling the plays, he's going to catch a hundred passes again, and he's going to rush for a thousand yards again. So he's going to be a factor either way. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. If he's healthy, and- he's he was a he. I didn't want to put him there, but I think he earned the right to be there. Yeah, an outstanding season. Uh, Lamar Jackson seven. I think people would actually quibble that's too low. Boy, I tell you what, though, it's only one season. Yeah, and and let's see you do it again. There's always that. I think that's high, actually. I think that's pretty high, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, you have to put him there, but again, there's going to be skeptics that say, okay, he did it one year. Let's see him do it again. And now that they know how to defend him a little bit better, let's see him do it again. And oh, by the way, he still doesn't want a playoff game. Now, I, I think the kid is going to grow as a passer. I think he'll be much better throwing the football this year with better players around him. Uh, so yeah, I do think he's going to improve, but, but I think right now you can make a case that that's too high. Uh, all right. So what do you think you'll catch more crap for? Lamar being down at seven or Aaron Rodgers being all the way oh, up at Aaron Rodgers at 10. No question about it. And, and people will say he didn't play that well, which isn't true. He, he, you look at it he threw 26, was it 26 and or 25 and four? His numbers I mean, are kind of ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Just, I mean, it, they just aren't Aaron Rodgers numbers. Yeah. And a lot of that had to do with the fact the line got beat up a bunch in big games. 
he got knocked around. He didn't have any receiver on the other side. You know, Devontae Adams' numbers were down last year, in large part because they thought Valdez Scantling would show hurt. up. He got hurt, yeah. too. You know? But they also thought Valdez Scantling would show up, and he never did. And, and, you know, that's a problem. When you don't have another weapon on the other side, Alan Lazard, are you kidding me? He was a, he was a cast off by Jacksonville, and he's the number two receiver there. So uh, 411 rushing attempts for the Green Bay Packers in uh, 2019. They had 333 in 2018, which also, I mean, that's going to, that's going to ding your, you know, that's going to, I mean, when you're, when you're rushing the ball that much and they were leading a lot too, uh, 386 in 2017, it's, you know, I mean, these are losing seasons. It's kind of like Drew Brees' numbers have gone down because they run the ball more. Sure. They're trying to, that, to which is why I put them kind of lumped into the right there together. Yeah. yeah Brees at 11. You think you'll catch, I mean, I, my concern with your quarterbacks here, uh, is that you, so you have Brees at 11, Rogers at 10, Brees at 11, and Tom Brady at 19. Now, I mean, any one of those dudes can make me look stupid for saying this, but like my thing is I, th- I think I would rather gamble on having the younger guys a little bit higher because I don't think any of, any of those like three guys had a, had a great season. Like who? Um, well, now I guess I should have thought of that before I asked you the question. There isn't um, anybody. Yeah. I guess if you got, Lamar and Mahomes. Who am I missing here? Not Carson Wentz, obviously. So your next quarterback, uh, Dak, I mean, like, don't you think there's a chance that Dak Prescott would be ranked higher or like Deshaun Watson at 62? Dak's 46, Deshaun's 62. Deshaun Watson is one of the great myths. Myths. No, I like him. I think he's a good player, but automatically everybody would say, oh, Deshaun Watson better than you. Jamie Eisenberg said he's better than Aaron Rodgers, right? On the, should be ahead of him. Look at his numbers. He hasn't thrown more than 26 touchdown passes in his career. That's fair. And do he you, threw what? 14 interceptions last year? Do you think that 12 last year, I think? Do you think that, it, what do you think his numbers will look like to Sean Watson in this system? In this, like, cause I don't know what the Texans are doing. What, what is the Texans offense going to look like? Good question. Who knows? Like, I mean, like, is it going to be like run with David Johnson and then Deshaun Watson tries to throw vertical with? Well, he, in fairness to Deshaun Watson, his offensive line has been awful. Sure. Um, but again, he doesn't have Hopkins now. Now Hopkins numbers went down. The yards per catch went down over two yards. That's concerning as well. So I, I think there's a lot of factors in play, but I think Deshaun Watson is about right. Dak Prescott probably could, you know, I could see people complaining that he could be a little bit higher. Uh, all right, speaking of Hopkins, by the way, not in the top 25, 31st overall, uh, behind even two spots behind Chris Godwin of the Buccaneers. Chris Godwin was a better player last year. Mm. Chris Godwin was a better player. If you really want to compare numbers, compare those numbers. The yards um, per catch down by, by two yards is concerning to me for Hopkins. So you, you've been sort of beating the, beating the drum here on, <clears throat> excuse me, on Hopkins. Having some red flags. Well, I mean, there were people around the league that were concerned about the yards per catch going down, sure. the relationship with Bill O'Brien. Now, Bill O'Brien doesn't get along with everybody. Not everybody knows that, <laughs> but it was strained to the point where it was concerning. Uh, and then, you know, some people wonder how his knee is. And, and so is there some impact there? But I still think he's a really good player and I think he's going to be great for Kyler Murray. But, you know, 31 in the league. Was that what you said? What would what, what I have him at 30? Uh, 31. I mean, it's a good spot. It's not an That's insult. a good spot. I mean, I, Chris Godwin was a better player last year than, than Deshaun, than uh, 
DeAndre Hopkins. He was better. Uh, let's see. You had George Kittle in terms of pass catchers in the top 25. Kittle at 18. I think you could almost argue that's higher, but I mean, like again, like in top 18, you're talking about a, a bunch of really good players. And I put him ahead of Kelsey because he's a better blocker. I would rather have Kittle than Kelsey in a heartbeat. Yeah, but Kelsey's a better, I think Kelsey's a better, a better receiver. Sure. But Kelsey, but Kittle's a better all around tight end. I, don't you think that if you pulled, if you pulled Kel, like I think the 49ers offense would suffer a lot more if you pull Kittle out than it would put, well, the Chiefs. Well, if you put Kittle in, if you put Kittle in the Chiefs offense, he'd be fine. If you put Kelsey in the 49ers offense, he doesn't block as well. That would be a problem for the run game. Yep. Um, Julio Jones at 14. Uh, is Julio Jones underrated at this point? He's still one of the best in the league. That's what I'm saying. I feel like people are, but where do you put, who are you putting him ahead of on that, on that top list? It's, that was a tough one for me. Uh, here's two guys that I had a real problem with and actually asked around the league to talk to some guys about it. Khalil Mack and Von Miller. Hmm. And went back and watched some more tape on both of them. Khalil Mack still played at a high level. It just wasn't the ungodly level that he normally plays at. Von Miller had moments where he was playing at the high level. It just wasn't as many. And there were reasons for that. New defense, you know, didn't have Chubb on the other side. I think they're both still, to my mind, elite defensive players. But I had them down a little bit probably than what most people would have them. Von all the way down at 21. And, uh, Matt, you know what? He'd be the first one. No, knowing him, he'd be the first one to say, I didn't play it better than 21. Mac struggled a little bit once Akeem Hicks, uh, was in. Well, he got doubled all the time, too. Yeah, I mean, sure. yeah, but that's the great one's got to handle the double, but more so than ever. Miller was a uh, four last year for you, by the way. Yeah. I love Von Miller. And I think he's going to bounce back and have a big year. Is this his last year with the Broncos? I don't know. He's getting up in the years. He's like quietly old. I mean, it's yeah, not. He's, he's, he's going to be 32, right? This year, yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, he's a 2011 draft class. Him and Julio. Man, I'm getting. God, that, was, that was my first draft. You know, July, 10 years at CBS for me. Going to give me a. Uh, November 20 for me. It would really be 20 years. Yeah. My 20th anniversary is November. They're going to give you uh, anything. Yeah. A slap in the back of the head. Tell me to get back to work. Greetings. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> hey there. <laughs> hey there. We got you on four segments in the next 15 minutes. Hey there. Happy 20th anniversary. Here's 14 <laughs> segments. Um, Quentin Nelson. So back in the day, we actually did get something from CBS for 10 I know. Years. Dennis Dodd's got it in his thing. Like in his shot. He's got like a. Uh, it's no, like a, I think I might have mine in my shot somewhere. I don't know. I had, and no, I think my. It was like a little crystal clock or yeah, something. Yeah, it's a crystal clock with like 10 years at CBS. Now they're like, yeah. you're lucky if you get you're lucky, lucky we're going to keep paying you. Um, the, uh, TJ Watt, 16, Quentin Nelson, 15. I think Nelson at 15 is a good, I mean, like he's just the already, he's just the best offensive lineman in the game by far. Best guard. Yes. He's the best, he's the best offensive lineman in the game. And like his, I mean, he's just, I mean, he's just, I think, like that's a factor that I think people are sleeping on with the Colts. It's like it's not going to be a Philip Rivers offense. They're going to let no. they're going to try to run the ball and let Rivers throw off play action, and that's going to be a like he's never like, he hadn't had an offensive line since like like he's going to have since like two thousand. Oh, and Costanzo coming back for them is big. Yep. Um, yeah, the offensive linemen are always tough to do um, because I'll give you an example. Tyron Smith to me when he's healthy, 
remains one of the best tackles in the league. But he hadn't been healthy, and he hadn't played to that level. So he's another tough one that was tough to do. Lyle Collins actually was better than him last year. Mm. Man, they got some good linemen on that uh, on that, uh, that Cowboys line. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Coming up, uh, we will tell you what other tackles rank high and where the Bosa brothers slot out. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Uh, okay, so we mentioned the Bosa brothers. Both guys in your top 25, Joey Bosa checking in at 13, which honestly might be you know, a little bit lower than a little bit. Yeah. A little bit lower than maybe people expecting the Nick Bosa 24, maybe even low, maybe even a bigger surprise at how low he is. I think Nick Bosa will be much higher on the list next year. You remember during who's, the season, who's, Nick, who's, who's better. Joey's better. Nick can be better though. Right. I think Nick has a chance to be better than Joey right now. Joey's better though, but Nick Bosa in the playoffs was phenomenal. He had four yeah. sacks in four games and was out. He might have been the MVP of the Super Bowl if, he, if they had won that game. He had yep. a chance to be anyways. Um, but Joey Bosa doesn't get the – because he's not on the Niners, he's on the Chargers, he doesn't get the due he deserves. He was fantastic last year. So that's why I put him ahead of Nick. Is he a sleep, either guy a sleeper for Defensive Player of the Year? Both of them are. No, I think both of them sleepers, are. yeah. Cam yeah, Jordan, Cam, Cam Jordan at twelve. By the way, that's a good. Cam play. Jordan is unbelievably he has underrated. Gotten, he has gotten like it's it's like he's a borderline Hall of Fame player at this point after like the last five years because he plays the run great yep. and he can rush the passer well. I mean, what do you have? Sixteen and a half? Is that what it was last year? I think it was uh, 15, 15 and a half. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and and by the way, one of the best interviews in the league. He is wildly. He doesn't. He by the way, he doesn't buy into my. Uh, Money ring, uh, money hall ring theory. No, doesn't he'd rather no, have the ring? He'd than... rather have the ring than the hall and the money. But you got to remember, he grew up with his dad was an NFL player, so he's always had something. He's also you know? he's also got money, right? So, like, right. <laughs> so it's like easier. Yeah, we've actually sat and had that debate for a long time, and he I can't, every time I see him, I try and convince him that I, he's one of the few I can't convince. Interesting. He also showed up to New Orleans. In 2011, again, another guy from that 2011 draft class. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, that, that might be the greatest draft class of all time. His one thing he did tell me last summer, and it played true, was Demario Davis is the most underrated, one of the most underrated players in the league, and that played out true. And he's on that list. We will, uh, we will actually get to Demario Davis on tomorrow's show because we made yeah. you talk, uh, talk about this, talk about this twice with me. Um, Daniel Hunter, 25, another pass rusher on there. He's again, 25 years old. Look at the numbers. How is he? He's already, he's already on his second contract. Like, I mean, 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. he signed that undermarket deal, but I mean, like he he was so young when he got drafted. It'll be interesting now to see without how he plays without Griffin A, but Weatherly's not there anymore either. Yeah. So they're gonna have to develop that spot, and and that means that uh, he's gonna have to have more attention his way. Uh, the interesting one of the top ten is Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones has more sacks in the last two years than anybody but Aaron Donald. That's insane. And he, it's like, it's, you know, it's what you talk about too with like the, the Bosa brothers. Like Chandler Jones was a very like pop, like a, a, somebody people talked about a lot when he played for the Patriots. That's what is it? How many sacks is it total? 60 sacks in four years, 19 last year, led the league in 2017 with 17 sacks. Um, I mean, 28 tackles for loss in 17, 11 last year, 26 quarterback hits last year. He's a beast. He he is a beast that doesn't get the due he deserves either. Yeah. No I mean, doubt. Yeah. I mean, are you, do you think you'll catch crap? You had him at seven. Yeah. No, sorry. You had him at eight. That eight. Is, yeah. That's high. People will look at that and say that's high. I mean, the only, right. the only, uh, Don, Aaron Donald and Stefan Gilmore are the only yeah. guys ahead of him. Yeah. And I almost put him ahead of Gilmore, but wow. I didn't. Yeah. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's phenomenal. How, how good do you think the Cardinals can be next year? I think it can be a lot better. Let's put it that way. I think when game? you look with it, and, and you know, the, the sack numbers he gets came when they couldn't stop the run either. They were little last year. Yeah. They're not little anymore. They signed Phillips away from Buffalo. They yep. drafted two big guys uh, in, in the middle rounds. They're both going to help against the run. They signed, you know, linebackers that are going to help them in the run game. Drafted Isaiah Simmons. Right, and then drafted him. So I, I think defensively they're going to be much better. I think offensively I think Cliff Kingsbury and, and Murray are going to be good together. People worry about Simmons. And I, mean, I know you had your concerns about Simmons, but, like, people worry about Simmons on the Cardinals because of how Hassan Reddick didn't work out. You think that's, I think that's unfair. Personally, because like Buda Baker, I don't think they're the same. I don't think they're the same player. Well, like, but like, people are concerned like hybrids can't play well there. But I mean, like, Buda Baker is awesome on the Cardinals. Um, Deion well, they Buchanan, were the first one to move Buchanan to, to, from safety to linebacker. Honey, they had Honey Badger. Honey Badger. They can they can make hybrids work. Yeah, you can make it work. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's see. We mentioned Kelsey. Uh, Tom Brady. Where? All right. If you had to, if you had to guess where Tom Brady will be. Next year, I, who knows? I guess we don't know. I guess we don't know what he like, can do. Right? Like, how is like? How do you think he'll? How do you think he'll be in Arian's system? Would you think he's going to throw for five thousand yards next year? I tend to think yes, but I mean, I, I think no. That's a lot. That's a lot of yards. I, I said more like forty-five, thirty-one. Or 33. Is this the lowest Tom Brady has ever been on, on a list you've done since you started at CBS? Maybe. Yeah. Cause well, but I guess if you started- again, again, he's not a kid anymore. And I know there were reasons, there were reasons for his problems in New England last year. Uh, you know, no speed. They have speed now. They got big play receivers. So everything seems to be working out, but he is a year older. So we don't know. He's only been above 4,500 yards twice since 2012. So like, what did they have in 2017? It was, uh, I mean, uh, 2000, the, the, the undefeated year. What was that? They had with Moss. 2007, a 4,800. Yeah. I mean, like he's, he's only been above 5,000 once. Once. That was in 2011. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's fair if you take, let's say you take the average of 2013 to 2019. Um, 44 10. That's over under 44 
Over I take the under 44 on touchdowns. No, no, no. Over under 4,400 passing yards. Oh, I take right about there. That's what I said. 44. I, I would take the under 44. Yeah. Passing touchdowns too. Average 31 passing touchdowns in those years. I take, that's about right. That's what I say. 44 and 33 or 31, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the ballpark. I mean, if he does that for Tampa Bay, they're going to, they're going to win 10 plus games and they're going to be a good, yeah, they're going to be in the playoffs. It's just a matter of, they, can they get to the Super Bowl? It's just a matter of dependent on what the secondary does. Do you think they the gave up a lot of yards last year, man. Yeah. They gave up. They could have won 10 games last year if a couple of things went their way, including Jameis not going for Yeah, but you know what? I went back and look. I told you that I think of his interceptions, the majority of them came when they were trailing. Mm. And, and I, what was the stat? In what he played, five years in Tampa, and he was hurt for part of the one year. In four of those five years, he threw over, I think, 350 passes when trailing. That's insane. When, and I think, or 300 and something passes when, I think that's what it was. Or completed like 300 and. No, 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 look at, you can look at, it's, I'll show you. It, it, Cause I did the research once. It, it was absolutely incredible. His, his numbers when trailing. And then I looked it up when in the same situation for Brady. And it was amazing how trailing matters. And it really does because yeah, you're pressing, of course. And, yeah. and again, that goes back to my argument in my conversations I've had with quarterbacks around the league. Would you rather have a good defense or would you rather have a great receiver? And they said they'd rather have a a good. Uh, Nineteen of his interceptions last year uh, were while trailing. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, he and and when you look at it, he, behind he threw 345 passes last year. I think Tom Brady's thrown over 300 passes when behind twice in his entire career. Are you saying James James had 300 plus passing attempts from behind last year? Correct. That's every year, every year, except the one he was hurt. That's a lot. Yeah. Let me find those stats in the splits. Situational. You go to the situational stats, uh, behind 345, he threw. He threw 345 passes when behind. That's a lot, man. Yeah, it's a ton. Yeah. And then by comparison, you look at somebody like Brady, he's done it twice in his career. Is it, oh, yeah, I guess I always forget that you they just sit, just, it's just when, yeah, it's, it's just in the splits. Um, so yeah, all but the Brady. one year where he was banged up, he threw over 300 yards, 300 passing attempts going behind. And Brady's all done right. it twice in his career. What, who's the one player that you regret putting in your top 25? Nobody. <laughs> That's a stupid question. <laughs> I, I would say, um, I would say that, I, would, I mean, I think, Aaron, I, I don't know if Aaron Rodgers, one of those quarterbacks needs to be out, in my opinion. I didn't, the one I had, Jalen Ramsey was tough for me because when he's playing at his best, He's a top 15 player, but he didn't play at his best last year. Right. And he had the situation in Jacksonville. Then he got traded to LA, didn't fit right away, kind of adjusted, then started playing well. And I think he'll play much better this year. So that was a tough one for me. Jalen. All right. Who's the one player outside of your top 25 that you wish you could have snuck in? I would guess Zadarius Smith. No, Ramsey might be one of them. Okay. Godwin was another, believe it or not. Mm. 
Yeah, God would have better numbers this year than he did last year. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so. I mean, eighty-six catches, one hundred thirteen hundred yards, nine touchdowns, and fifteen point five yards. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Like the, uh, the offense should be less aggressive. A guy that wasn't in the top twenty-five who's been is Bobby Wagner because he didn't play as well last year. Hmm. See, but there were reasons for it. They didn't have good people in front of them like they normally had. You is know, this Seahawks? Is that Seahawks defense going to be good next year? Ooh, that's a tough one. They've fallen off a cliff, man. Yeah, they're getting. They've got age has crept in there a little. Yeah, bit. you know, KJ Wright's a little older. Bobby Wagner's a little older. They haven't had the big power guys that they had. Remember when they were really good? They had like Red Bryant who couldn't be moved in the run game and it freed those guys up to run to the football. And, well, and they had like a, like Michael Bennett, and Cliff Averill, like right. on the line, guys who could, right. you could lock in and you know, rush the passer, but also were very good against the run. Yeah. They don't have, they don't have that strength up front. Um, okay. So I think the top 25 is pretty good. I would say it's hard. It's hard. The one the, people will complain about Rogers. I'm probably a little partial to the guy. Cause I think he's still great. Um, and- I mean, he had statistically like, I think, He's not like, here's the thing. And I think this sort of goes like Shaw Wagner McGuff talks about this a lot because he always gets painted as a guy who criticizes Rodgers. He doesn't think Rodgers sucks. He's just not Aaron Rodgers anymore. But is Cleo Mack Cleo Mack anymore? I don't know. I mean, but is Vaughn Pete, Miller Vaughn anymore? Peak Aaron Rodgers is a top three player. Peak Aaron Rodgers is a t- definitely a top three player. Would you rather have, but Peak have, Aaron Rodgers with help around him might be a top three player. Peak Aaron Rodgers. They didn't do him. They didn't do him very much. They didn't do a job of helping him either. No, they did. All right, uh, that's the show. We'll uh, coming up tomorrow. We'll have more Pete. Can't get enough Prisco in your life. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.